For our text this morning, you turn to Psalm 78. Psalm 78. Starting with the first verse. Give, O ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God but keep his commandments. God certainly has a plan. And it reaches far down the line. Aren't we thankful for that? The parents of the children, the children of their children, so on, so on. That's why we're here today. And tomorrow is Memorial Day, which is a day that we should remember really should. But even more than that, there's another part of memorial that we're going to cover also this morning. But for that which is on the morrow, that began to be represented in the year 1869, which was not very far after the Civil War, which started where many, many lives were lost for a purpose, and then the combat, the, the were the worlds to come to war. After that, the First World War, Second World War, and on and on and on. Jesus is right when he said there'd be wars and rumors of war. I, I don't know a time in my life when there hasn't been skirmishes and war. But to remember those that gave everything, they gave their lives, and have done that many times over many years given their lives so that we could have a free country, so that these enemies do not come to this country and bring the war. And we should be thankful for that. And a memorial is something that keeps remembrance alive. Memorial. I know in this place here, it's been here long enough, what was it, 1982, somewhere around there? That if we could see the memorials that are here, this place would be full of memorials. It's when, it's when, it's when something good happened to you from the Lord. That's a memorial. And we need to keep those remembrances alive. We need to remember those times. I know many times we were probably asked to be able to give forth the, the, the day and, and, the, and the hour and whatever, the month that we were saved. 
which many times uh, I can remember when I was saved. It was on Veterans Day, November 13th. No, November 11th. See, see. <laughs> 1973. Many of you young people weren't even forming eyelids in 1973. But, but this fellow came to heard the gospel for the first time in his life. And that's why I'm still here. Because I heard the truth. And I knew it was the truth after the second day had passed. And I'd been under conviction for two days. And the Sunday morning I went with my wife. And, and by the Sunday night she asked me, well, you, you think you're going to go tonight? I said, I'm going. <laughs> And I'll tell you what, that's a memorial time. That's for all of us. All of us that have been saved. That's a memorial. We remember that. And we want to keep it alive. We want to keep alive every experience that the Lord has given us. They're memorials. It's something that's solid, that happened in our lives, and we never want to forget there's a lot in the Word of God about uh, those in past time, especially thinking about the Old Testament, where they did forget. They forgot how good God was. They forgot about God. They've gone their own way. But certainly there was always a remnant. There was always a time where the people of God stood firm, the ones that really knew Him, loved Him, served Him. And in those times when... The multitudes would not serve him. They did. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for us having the truth and standing. We bought the truth and it's not for sale. Because it's going to take us all the way home. We've come this far through faith. And faith is going to take us home. So many today believe they're going to make heaven but they're not on the right track. They've gone afar off. We're sticking to it. Amen? We are. We're sticking to this truth that came to us that changed our lives totally. What else could do that? Nothing in this world can change a life that Jesus can do. Nothing. Nothing, young people. Have these. Have these memorials and keep these remembrances. We must keep our remembrances alive. The truth of God's Word, and here it is, from generation to generation to this day. You people that have heard this from your grandparents to your parents, to you, to your children, you've done exactly what God wants you to do. From generation to generation, this has been passed down to you folks that were saved or were born in the gospel, brought to these meetings at a young age, heard the truth, and one day you gave your life to the Lord like your parents and your grandparents, and you give it to your children. Those are the things that stick fast. They hold the steady. And then there are others like us that came along because the Lord went out into the world and found us when we were struggling and falling, going under in sin, and brought us in. 
That truth is precious, folks. That truth is precious. I want to read again that verse 7, what came to them, that we will set our hope in God and not forget the works of God. That's very important. That's very important. When we are, when we are seeking our experiences, don't ever forget the works of God. He's going to come and He's going to deliver what He has said He will. You got to hold on until it comes. Don't let discouragement come in. The old enemy would love to discourage everyone from getting their experiences. Can't let that happen. No, forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. And I love the part, the word of God that says that his commandments are not grievous. <laughs> They're not hard to take on. His, his commandments are not something that we cannot attain to. There's something that is for us. It's already for us. Every, everything that the Lord has is already promised to us. They're ours already. We just need to hold on in faith, believing, and pray that way. Nothing wavering. The Lord will come through. And when He does, you will be full of nothing but joy, full of goodness, loving the Lord. In our Scripture reading, Israel was warned not to forget the Lord thy God. Lest when everything, I'm paraphrasing now, but lest when everything was going well with them, their hearts would be lifted and forget God. In verse 17, they were warned again that they would say in their power and in their might got them their wealth. And that reminds you of the the fool that built the barns bigger so he could bestow all of his goods, sit back, take his ease, live happily for the rest of his life. He went into eternity that very night. He upset God. He didn't give him any credit. God needs our credit. We need to keep God happy. And you know what? When you know, when you know the Spirit of God is in the place that you're worshiping, you know that he's pleased with you. Don't let the devil say anything about it. And he's here. You can feel the Spirit of God here. If you want to sense it, you can feel him here. If we were on the wrong track, he wouldn't be here. And there's a lot of places he's not. Glory to God. We found what we wanted and what we needed. Thank God. And Joshua, chapter 4, 1 through 9, we, we find that uh, that's where finally Israel entered into Canaan land after all they went through. And at that time, Joshua told the, the tribes, each one, 12 tribes, that one man would take one stone from Jordan and take it across. That the time would come when the children... <laughs> My, my. Just think of the children. <laughs> they would ask their parents, what is the meaning by these stones? What is it? And they would be told that the waters of Jordan were cut off and we went over on dry ground into Canaan land. <laughs> 
You see how important it is to God that we pass this thing along? That it goes from us to, to those with us in our families and outside the families? That this precious gospel is passed along? I tell you, I thank God as a very young Christian that the pastors and their wives, they came and they brought us up. They told us what we needed to have. They helped us. They told us that God would keep us. None of these things did we know. We knew nothing about the gospel. Thank God for these pastors that go out, come to a place where there's brand new uh, converts, help them through. That's why we're still here. Glory to God. Because they went through that and somebody helped them along and they were helping us along. And thank God we want to help someone else along. Psalm 78, 42. Israel, of course. Remembered not his hand, nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy. We need to, we need to especially remember the day that we were delivered from the enemy. That we were delivered from Satan's grip. If you were that far in, you may not have, you've been raised in a Christian home. Maybe you didn't go out into the world. Thank God for that. There was nothing out there but trouble and problems and a lot of things that get hooked to your life chains of sin wrapped around you be glad you didn't do that but when you got saved you were saved from that terrible enemy that would definitely get a hold of you and turn you into something you didn't want to be delivered from the enemy they 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 didn't they did not the day came and they were that they, they knew they were delivered but they didn't remember they remembered not. How could we not remember? Psalm 27 and 8. Some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Whenever we go through something, it's going to be the name of the Lord our God that takes us through, not what we have in life. And verse 8 says, They are brought down and fallen. Talking about those that remembered not in the name of the Lord. But we are risen and stand upright. For the first time in our lives when we were saved, we could stand upright. Not physically, but spiritually and what God wanted us to be. We were upright. And in Psalm 84, it just brings that right all into us. Verse 11 says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No, listen to this, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. You young people have a promise, and he's going to deliver on all of those promises. He will do it. You seek him and seek him with all your heart, all your strength, all your life you give him. You put your very life on that altar. And he's going to come to you. We cry out from our hearts when we need something from the Lord. And the Lord knows that. He knows. He interprets a person's tears. He does. He interprets the tears we shed because we want more. Glory to God. Deuteronomy again. 
not where we read, but in 8.2, it says, Thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee. We have to remember that, folks. We don't want to be as those that linger for a while and stray away. It's a terrible situation. Terrible situation. A lot of our family members, once in the church, gone. Those that were saved today are not. Some don't even go to church anymore. And they were saved. They were, they were there. They were in Tacoma, saved. Many family members we had. None of them are left. It's a sad thing to see that, but it happens, folks. We've got to be on top of our experiences. We've got to be solid with the Lord. Know that He's with us every step we take. Because He wants us to have victory. Oh yeah, we've come this far in faith and we're going to continue on. Well, today, how far have you come? How far have you come? You pray for salvation, you received it, perhaps. If you haven't, if you haven't, the time's growing short. You've got to make a decision soon if you're not saved. And you should make it right now today. We don't know what's going to happen today or tomorrow with what's going on in the countries all around that want us to... They want to come over here. Don't you worry about that. And this country needs God more than it ever has. This country needs to go to God and get on their knees and plead for what we need to have. Protection. How far have we come? Maybe you're saved and you haven't been sanctified yet. You pray for it. You pray for it. Keep praying for it. Keep believing because he's already, it's already accessible to you. It's right there. You feel his spirit come down. You, you pray and you feel that he's with you there. What do you think he's doing? Brother Roy Freimeyer, he used to tell us that when you feel the Lord next to you, and you're praying, what do you think he's going to do? You think he's not going to give you what you're asking for? And sometimes, and some of us with hard heads, it, it took you yeah, out. I got a Norwegian head. I better not say that. They're watching. They, when they came over to this country, they used to call them square heads. Yeah, people today think they've been, they've been belittled. They, have, they don't know what it was then. It's gone on. There's nothing new. We don't take any problem with that. No way. No. We just keep on doing what we're doing. We want to just get closer. If you're sanctified, the Lord definitely wants you to get your baptism. In these days we live, you want to get your baptism. Oh, thank God for that. Get your baptism, and, and God will want to use you to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. And you know what it says next? And fire. When you get your baptism, there's going to be a fire go down in the depths of your soul for people's lives, for people's souls. That's going to drive you to give more of your life to the Lord and do whatever He wants you to do. There's a great need, young people, in, the, in the, this whole world today. They're more interested in being out and around now. With the, I tell you, the freeways were almost empty this morning. 
Sure, they're all out enjoying themselves. The churches are empty, but that doesn't matter to some of them. Well, this one's not empty. Thank God. Oh, we know when we started, and certainly we're pressing on the upward way. It's part of a song. New heights we're gaining every day. Amen. We are. We're marching to Zion. We are. We're living the way he wants us to live, and he blesses us for doing that. And we're going to keep doing that. We want to please the Lord. That's what keeps him with us. That's what brings him in the night when you're having problems and stirring around, maybe can't sleep. Boy, he comes right there. I don't know how many times I've woke up in the night because I, I couldn't sleep, and all of a sudden, and here would come a song and just lift me up. And I'm not talking about any song either. I'm talking about the songs that God told people to write. That's a beautiful way when God tells them what to write. And we need to remember that he is a very present help in the time of need. He's always there. He's always there for us. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. He loves you all. He loves us. He loves his church. He loves us because we have followed him. Every word, every word spoken, every word of this Bible. I don't know, sometimes I think people tear pages out of it because they don't want to live that way. Because if they read that, it's going to condemn them. It's going to send condemnation upon them when they read things they should be doing. I don't know that they rip them out of the Bible, but it seems that way. Deuteronomy 8.2 Thou shalt remember, we must remember our victories, our experiences, and what they're for, which are memorials, every one of them, everything we've gained from the Lord, it's all a memorial, and it has to be kept alive, or we'll forget. His saving grace, His holiness, when we're baptized in water, all of these are stepping stones for us toward the Lord. Answers to prayer. Remembering all these things and more. We keep these things alive that way. Remembering the good work that Jesus started in us will be completed. He starts that good work in us, and he's able to complete that work. And that's what he wants to do. We remember Jesus like you'll do tonight. That's what it's for, the ordinance services. Remember the Lord and the price he paid the price he paid so that we could be free. Yes, our, our armies and our guys from the army and the men and women also that went to war, that went to war. They say after Pearl Harbor was attacked, the lines were in, enormous. Men and women wanted to go and sign up that's what America was like. I don't know what it's like anymore. But I do know what we're like. And we're on our way to heaven. And that God that we serve is going to take us right straight there. And when we get there, we're going to be so glad that we stood firm as we've done all these years. We stand firm. Oh yes, you're going to have a good time this evening 
because you're obeying the word of the Lord and you're remembering him as you do it. Remember that. That keeps it alive, that we long for the next time that we may get to do that. Share the bread, drink the juice, have fellowship, washing the feet. People have received experiences doing that. I remember prayer meetings being started in the places where we were washing feet and that. Prayer meetings started some of those years. And we stayed there and prayed. That happens. We're going to sing 549. Are you hungry? Are you hungry this morning for more of the Lord? If anyone here at all is not saved, you need to get right with the Lord. That's all it takes. That's not difficult. Just tell him you're sorry for the sins you've committed. He, he listens. He, he, he takes that in. That's not idle words. You're sorry for those sins you've committed. And you want him to change you. You want to be saved. And you want to know that you're saved. He does just exactly that. And when it's over, you're going to feel the peace of God come down and just overwhelm you practically. That's the way he is. You can get what you need right now this morning. You don't have to wait. 549, we're going to sing. Let's come and pray.